Hello, I'm Jennifer Watts. I'm a friend who likes having friends. On the You Too, Me Too podcast, we talk about friendship, the hows and whys of connecting with others. We hear some wisdom from friends and maybe even decide to try a friendship challenge. On this episode, you will learn about how to use rituals to get closer to the people you care about. You'll hear from my friend, Julia, and maybe choose to try a new, fun, exciting even, friendship challenge. So today's episode was inspired by a TED Talk I saw by Baya Vosi. That's B-A-Y-A and then Vosi, V-O-C-E. Um, she gave a TED talk about why ritual and regular socializing are the simple keys to feeling connected and less alone. Making the occasional hangout a regular event you'll never want to skip. This is a TED talk that was recorded um, in Salt Lake City in 2016, and you can listen to it um, on TED Talks. But I just wanted to share a few highlights and thoughts about that, uh, about what um, she had to say. She talks about loneliness being a public health crisis um, because of its um, logical lead into depression and even premature death. Uh, she says one in five Americans um, suffer from loneliness. And by suffering, um, she goes on to say that um, it affects their health. Um, more and more, we live alone and spend more time online. This leads to less personal connection. When emotional storms happen, she says, like job loss or divorce or death, instead of moving into our community, uh, we learn to suffer alone. So Baya suggests that in order to feel connection, to battle this uh, disease of loneliness, we need to be seen, to be heard, and to be valued. She suggests that we need to prioritize connection in order to form an anchor of connection. Prioritizing connection is about spending quality time with people who see you who hear you, and who value you. But the most powerful way to create this connection is to turn it into an anchor of connection through ritual. She goes on to explain that the key to making ritual is focusing on a repeated action that includes the intention. So ritual becomes ingrained in you just like habits. And you start to have that ingraining in your groups of friends, in your families, in your neighborhoods. I like to think of what she said in this way. Loneliness isn't great. It's not great for anybody. So we need more connection to lessen the effect of loneliness. That connection needs to be 
with people who see us, who hear us, and who value us. We can have that connection, but she talks about an anchor of connection, which is a result of ritual connection, regularly connecting with these people that see us, that hear us, and that value us. We all get together at various times with friends, neighbors, um, co-workers, family, uh, and make a connection. But she's talking about making an anchor of connection by having a ritual, a process where we have this repeated connection with these people. She goes on to give a couple of examples in her life. One is um, where she gets together with some girlfriends on Monday nights. They all sit in a couch at one of their houses, on a couch in, at one of their houses, and they drink wine and they catch up on the week or they share little storms, she calls them, of the week or big storms like going through a divorce or having a miscarriage or just the little details of a tough day at work. Um, and in this way, they get charged up to move forward in their week. Um, so they use that time to grieve together or to celebrate together. Um, but the important thing she points out is that it's ritualized. It's every Monday night. She also talks about an example of having a bedtime question with her partner that has been ritualized. So every night they ask a question of each other. Uh, their question is, um, what is it that, or, or here's something, oh, I got this wrong. Okay, wait, it's, what's something that you loved about me today? And they share their answers with each other. And they do that um, ritually every night. Um, I really like the idea of having a question um, that stimulates that additional um, kindness and compassion for each other um, by always checking in and having that um, question answered. And I just see that being a nice way to do it in a group or um, in a couple or with groups or with a family around the table at dinner time. Um, that, that would be a cool ritual to have it based on a question. Baya goes on to suggest that in the face of a storm, you will go back to your anchor of connection. That when one of her or her girlfriends her, from her Monday night gatherings would have a crisis, that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to get back on that couch, back to their ritual. And... Um, sort of re-anchor themselves with this anchor of connection. And similarly, when she had a fight with her partner, to get back to that bedtime ritual that night and just try, try to do the ritual, even though the two of them might be in a storm together, um, how that creates this space of um, connection and stability. Connection isn't something we go and get. It's something we go back to. Find something you're already doing and do it with intention during the good and bad times over and over again. And in that way, when the storms hit, large ones or small ones, you will have an anchor to go back to. As I thought about what she had um, shared, I was thinking about ways um, to make a connection that already exists 
more of an anchor of connection. And it's that repetitive um, doing it again and again. And I realize there's so many things in our lives we could do repetitively with someone. And um, I was thinking about walking together with friends or praying together or doing dinners together, doing book club together. Um, sometimes we do these randomly like whenever it's a nice day or it's about that time we haven't seen each other in a while and I did think um, they they could be turned into a ritual with a fair amount of ease and they would create this space of that's what we need to get back to when things aren't going great or when we want to celebrate things that's where we want to go back to um, and I wanted to share an example from uh, my connecting time that might resonate and sort of with you and sort of captures um, what this boya is talking about. I mentioned on a previous podcast that I was part of a book club. Our book club met for about 20 years. During that time, we had a lot of connecting and we really did ritualize it. We met once a month. We rotated hosts. We always had snacks and wine. And we even had a couple of us that would <laughs> make sure there was a question asked during the evening to each of us to, in a way, sort of force even deeper connection. And sometimes they were funny and sometimes they were serious. But I was connected with that group, that lovely group of women. And we brought each month our celebrations, our grief, our trials. And over the years, um, some would bring storms and celebrations that involved having a baby or becoming an empty nester, um, children getting married, losing a job, having marriage issues ourselves. Um, parents dying and the grief of that. And we brought these storms and each month there was very much a feeling that I needed to get to book club and share this and be um, supported um, in my celebrating or in my grief. And I, I, I'm sure each of the women felt that. Um, then there came the time where the entire group shared a storm together. And that was when one of our dear friends and members of the book club got diagnosed with cancer. She battled that cancer and it took her life. And during the time she was battling, we supported her and all of us were desperate for book club. We gathered typically around her bed in the hospital and we had our final book club together with her um, in the hospital. And it's a really clear example to me of that anchor of connection that in the storms you do go back. You go back to 
that anchor of connection. It's not something you go get. It's something you go back to. Anyway, I hope that that was an interesting um, bit of sharing for you in terms of thinking about how we might ritualize some of the connecting we already do and, um, yeah, help it become something that we can fall back into, that we can relax into for support and celebrating and grief and, and so that we, we have a safe place to go when these storms hit us. And now, some wisdom from a friend, a conversation with my girlfriend, Julia. Okay, Julia, thanks for joining me. Oh, this is exciting and nerve-wracking at the same time. (laughs) Okay, okay, that's good. I think that's a good measure of your excitement level. Um, okay, so yes, as I told you, I'm um, talking about ritual and how it increases connection, both with friends and family. And I was wondering if you'd be willing to share what's happening with you and your family on Sunday nights. Sure. Um, yeah, so my family all lives on the mainland and I live here on Vancouver Island. And so for a couple years now they have actually been having Sunday night dinner and I always felt kind of left out because we couldn't attend. And then all of a sudden since COVID started and everybody was staying home, we came up with the idea of having a weekly Sunday night family gathering on zoom. Nice. Yeah. And we have kept it up and thought, why in the world didn't we think of this earlier? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's been really delightful. And I think that's been something that has come out of as a result of being isolated, that we have actually made more and stronger and more regular connections with our extended family. Oh, I love it. Yeah. You've you've made this every Sunday, like a ritual, like it's it's a set up. Okay. Yeah. Every Sunday uh, at 730, we've adjusted slightly to accommodate for schedules and things but yeah every Sunday at 7 30 we are gathering and it took a little while for all the technology challenged amongst <laughs> us to figure it out but yes yeah but yeah we all kind of know the routine now and we're all on there um, and yeah it's been really delightful just to you know we do everything from show and tell uh, oh where, yeah where we uh, each uh, family takes a a turn being responsible for the evening's conversation oh I love it yeah so um it's really good because uh sometimes you can just get into the routine of okay what's the update and and you don't really have that much to talk about especially now that we are all limited in our activities Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah so and often we also have um something that my family did pre these zoom meetings um where when they were together in person they'd always have this dq which stands for deeper question oh uh, or deep question and uh so there have been times where we have had a dq on how life is going or something it's sometimes it's deep sometimes it's just as simple as a would you rather lick oh, the, okay lick the bottom of your shoe or lick a garbage can and why <laughs> <laughs> So 
Yeah, I, um, one of the questions I was thinking of, my brother asked when it was their turn, um, he asked the question, um, what has been a positive during this time of isolation and what have you felt loss over or what have you missed? Um, yeah, so those kind of questions make you think about where you're at um, and what you're, yeah, what you're, yeah, where, what's going on in your world and what's, what do you want to change or what do you want to continue to do even after the season of isolation's over right and julia what were you doing with your family before this sort of you set up this sunday night ritual uh, i always still did call my parents on sunday at some point in time that was my ritual but with my brother's mm-hmm. brother and sister i talked to them uh, very sporadically uh so and then of oh, course okay. the nieces and nephews who are um either on their own or, or living at home, but I would never talk to them because when do you, occasionally I might give them a text on a special occasion, but yes, I did not talk to them on a regular basis at all. And now you yes, are now on Sunday which is nights. lovely. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. I love it. This is a great example of what I was talking about. Um, uh, where, yeah, the the routine of it, the having an established pattern of when we'll meet and how we'll meet um, deepens connections. Exactly. And it is uh, something that we have to all work together at. Like, I, it is very funny how if my nephew doesn't remember to send out the meeting invite each week, I get frustrated with, mm. with oh, where is that? It's so deep into the text <laughs> line or whatever. And so you do have to make that effort to work at it. Uh, and you, yes, you also do need right. to make sure that everyone's a champion of it and not um, just let it slide. But you all have to, oh, yeah, you have to make point. your contributions and keep it uh, as a priority for everyone and not just, not just let one Mm -hmm. person carry the weight of making sure it moves forward. Right. Oh, that's a really good point. I think we can often fall on the leader, whoever started it and, and then, yeah, not champion it. And it sort of fades away quicker than it needs to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I ask what your answer was to his question about, the the pros of um of this covid isolation time <laughs> yeah and you're well, not can i, I first ask I have to preface it was? by saying that everybody had sort of what you'd expect um like my family my mom in particular was saying how much she enjoyed just the opportunity to be in nature and spend time in her garden and she lot missed the spontaneity and the friendships and all that kind of stuff so I was one of the later ones and I was thinking <laughs> well that's all the stuff that I yeah. have to say too and, <laughs> and, and so um when it came to my turn when if I was I said to be honest with you when I if one thing that I really really miss is shopping <laughs> I miss going to the mall, which not, <laughs> hardly anybody could relate to. But I miss shopping at the mall and the event of going out. And, so maybe I'm frivolous, but. Oh, <laughs> Julia, I relate to you with, with missing the mall. And even now, the mall is still not the same, even though it's open. <laughs> no. <sighs> Yes, oh, that's funny. 
Oh, well, thanks for, <laughs> thank you for sharing that. I think it's a great example of how, how that can, the ritual part yes. can add to that. Thanks. Connection. No, it's been a, it's that's been a great. great experience for our family. <laughs> and that's something that I have gained through COVID is the connection, a deeper connection with my family ah. that probably would not have, wow. we wouldn't have thought of the technology option of, of zooming into their Sunday night dinners. But now we are. Right. Right. Right on. Uh, I'll tell you one thing we realized is that all this time we've had friends that mm-hmm. have moved across the country um, that we knew as sort of all being young parents together. And it never once occurred to us until COVID that we could set up like exactly. a Zoom call and all yep. have a reunion without thinking I got to go yeah. to New Brunswick or something. That's, that's so true. Yeah. So <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Oh, well, thanks, Jules. And um, yes, and we'll, and keep we'll up see our you later. Of walking on Saturdays together too. <laughs> yes, yeah. Thanks, Jules. Always so fun to talk to you. Okay, it's time for a friendship challenge. So this week, your challenge: ask your friends or your family or a group that you're with during the week, if you want to increase your connection with them, ask them one of these three questions. You can ask them any questions you want, but here's just three suggestions. Uh, The first one is, what does your most recent text that you sent say? What does the most recent text that you sent say? Um... Here's another one. What have you started doing during this COVID crisis that you won't stop doing when it's over? Or the third one, describe your last life-changing moment. Ask one of those questions or all three (laughs) and make a little bit more connection. Um, If that's something you do, I'd love to hear about it and how that went. Uh, and thanks, Julia, for um, inspiring that with your family connection on Sunday nights. Well, that's it for episode 13. I'd love to hear from you if you've tried any of the friendship challenges um, and how they went. And if you have any questions, drop me a line. You can find me on Instagram at u2.me2 or send me an email at u2me2 at shaw.ca. I'd like to thank my sweet friend, Julia, for hanging out with me, chit-chatting. And thanks to my son, Ansley J. Watts, for the podcast's original music. If you liked this podcast, please tell a friend. Also, it's a bonus for me if you subscribe, and it doesn't cost you anything. So hit that subscribe button. Uh, This has been You Too, Me Too, and I'm Jennifer Watts. Thank you for being a friend. I was so discouraged today. I thought, I'm not doing an episode tonight. I'm sick of this. And um, 
and but it was just it was my mood and as soon as as soon as lauren said Aww. have fun recording your podcast i thought i'm gonna have fun <laughs> it's gonna be stinking drag and then i and i didn't say that but i thought no yes. in the past it has been fun i've come into the house yeah afterwards exactly all well wired, i was just like, gonna say this is the happiest yeah. i've been all day so 